Good afternoon and welcome to the Northern Kentucky Spotlight. I'm Catherine Nero. I appreciate you joining us alongside Jeremy Schran, the Marketing and Communications Director and apparently number one FC Cincinnati fan. Uh, if the background is any indication. Yeah. Oh, I usually blur that. Oh, well. <laughs> They're a member. They're a member. There you go. They're a member of the chamber. So there you have it. Celebrating appropriately there. Um, listen, I know we're all ready to get back to work. And today, Jeremy, we're going to be talking about getting back to kind of a new normal, right? Yes, we are. We've got Nicole Knazel from uh, Performa. Um, they are a print promotions company, and they're going to come in and talk to us about all the stuff that they can help you get um, so that your business is ready to go back to um, operating and keeping the six feet, feet and getting masks and all that cool stuff. Then we're going to talk, uh, actually, Brent is going to talk to Dr. Sadler about um, temperature taking and, and some of the, the regulations and rules and things you have to do with that. And then after that, we have a super special secret announcement that's coming up. And it's three guests that you might recognize. So hopefully big I didn't tip you off. This is it's great. Big, yeah. It's a huge, big announcement. It's as big as it gets. You know what? Uh, and, and the FC stuff that you mentioned today, they launched their new virtual view of the field. It is really, really cool. So um, I would check that out. That's something to look forward to. That next year is going to be so much better than 2020. Hopefully, you know it. You know it. We got to get through this first, though. And so all those guests are going to help you kind of navigate your way uh, through getting back to this new normal. But speaking of normal, we want to uh, uh, thank those uh, those sponsors who've been with us since the very beginning. Here, CVG. We want to thank you as the title sponsor and our studio sponsor the Ellen and Federal Credit Union and C Crew Consulting, our digital sponsor, which these days, I don't know what we do without digital everything. So we thank okay. them for that. Um, and listen, before we get to all the fun interviews, I want you to subscribe if you can share this. There's a lot of great information. And like Jeremy said, a huge announcement coming up. It's going to be huge. It's going to be <laughs> huge. Huge, I say. All right, stick with us. We'll be right back with the latest here on Northern Kentucky Spotlight. Sometimes life is hectic. Choosing a mortgage lender shouldn't be. The LNN 55 Mortgage offers competitive rates, no PMI, and up to 100% financing. That's a mortgage that comes with peace of mind. Whether you're purchasing a new home or refinancing, you'll feel right at home with LNN. We're local, trusted, and we'll be here for you even after your closing. Call 800 292 2905 and get started on your 55 mortgage. LNN Federal Credit Union. Welcome home. Welcome back to Northern Kentucky Spotlight. And listen, uh, you know, a lot of folks are ready to kind of re-enter the workforce as businesses start to reopen. There is a lot that you have to think about. Right now, Nicole Knazel from, from, from Proforma, she tried to say, <laughs> joins us. And uh, Nicole, thank you for joining us, first of all. Thanks for having me. I'm glad to be here. Uh, so first of all, tell us about Proforma and what you guys do there. So at Performa, we're a full-service um, printing and promotional products um, company. We do pretty much any kind of branding you can put your name on. We've, um, in the last couple of weeks, maybe month, I guess, have had to pivot a little bit to be kind of the be-all, end-all for our customers. And um, that's what we're kind of going to talk about today is how we can help our customers and even people that maybe we don't do business with yet um, be ready and just give them some rundowns of what they should do to be ready when they are allowed to reopen. Awesome. So, you know, there's so many things to think about when we're going back to work. You know, we got like to stay distant. We need face masks. How is Performa helping people get this stuff and then also give it like their own personal touch? 
So that's the thing. We're actually sitting down with each of our customers and just kind of going through, like, what are you doing to be ready? And the first thing I was just mentioned was masks. And we're doing everything from this disposable mask to branded masks. We actually see masks for the foreseeable future being a part of their branding strategy and their uniform programs. There's no reason why you can't advertise while you're wearing a mask or even have your customers advertise for you. So, um, the masks range in all sorts of different materials, different kinds, but that's a big thing. Um, the other thing we're talking about, as you mentioned, was the social distancing. And um, everybody has those X's on the floor when you walk into a store. And um, we have non-slip um, graphics that have the social distancing information put on there, or you can put your own verbiage on there. Um, they're all non-slip, so you're not um, risking your customers. And you're also just having your employees and your customers feel safe when they enter your workplace. And Nicole, you mentioned also that, um, you know, there's every business we go to these days, if, if we actually can get in, like I went to an orthodontist yesterday and there's a big sign out front, text first, then do this. And um, that's the kind of thing, like you said, this may be around for a while. And instead of having a piece of paper stuck on the door, you can help people make that look much more professional. Yeah, and that's what we're just trying to talk to them about is have a cohesive message. You know, we can do um, banners, we can do posters, we can do um, feather flags for outside, chloroplast signs, um, the counter barriers. When you walk into an office so that doesn't face to face with someone, we can put an acrylic counter barrier um, on the counter that doesn't have to be um, put on like with any kind of hardware or anything. It just sits there and then they feel safe with interacting with the customer or, you know, whoever's coming in the front door. So, awesome. and it just makes it little look a little more professional. Like everything's cohesive. It has your brand on it and, um, and your customers feel a little more safe and secure when you do things like that. Uh, another thing that I, you know, I was thinking about because, you know, normally or way back when, when we used to be in the studio, <laughs> the LNN federal credit union studio, <laughs> we had all these like really cool LNN pens everywhere. Um, but you don't want to, reuse the same pen and like touch a pen and then take a pen somebody else was using. Right. So what, what are your guys' suggestions on that? Well, that's really great that you asked about that. Cause that's one of our big initiatives right now is we're calling it take a pen, keep a pen. And, um, you know, you go anywhere and you sign your credit card receipt or you just need a pen to, to write something down and then you hand it back and it's, you know, the germs that you never know what, you know, where it came from. So we're saying, why not advertise and let that person keep the pen? So they take, you know, they use the pen and then they take it and take your name. And then, you know, it's always funny when you show up at a restaurant in another city and you see a pen from a restaurant in Cincinnati or Northern Kentucky, it's like, you know, you're like, wait, look at the journey that pen's been on. So um, we're kind of, you know, trying to get our customers to think about, you know, take a pen, keep a pen and not have to reuse the same pen all the time. This is one of those situations where, especially like you mentioned, those acrylic barriers, you know, initially we saw them in grocery stores, but now that's going to be something that many businesses are going to have to start looking at. And so if, if people want, you know, the guidance, like what, what all do we need? How can they get in touch with you? What can they do? So they can call us or they can um, uh, um, perform at NNM Communications, or we have a Facebook page. They're more than welcome to look us up there, or our website is performa.com slash NNM Communications. Um, but we have a whole list. Um, we have flyers already prepared to kind of walk them through, through what they need to open, um, especially one of the hardest um, industries that we've been working with now, and they don't even know when they're going to open, is the restaurant and the hospitality industry. 
Um, and if you think about a restaurant, how many things you touch in a restaurant. Mm -hmm. So we're working with them to have the proper signage put in place, um, throw away menus so nobody has to reuse a menu. Um, we also have materials that can be sanitized with uh, just rub it down and it'll be clean for the next customer. Um, or we've always are also gone as far as having a QR code on a metal stand where they don't even have to touch any of the menus. They can come up on their phone and feel safe like that. So it's just things that you don't really think about until you're actually looking and thinking about what all is my customer, my employees, what are they going to touch in a day? What are they going to have to be in contact with? What, you know, how can I make the people around me feel safe and that I've prepared to bring them back? In the first place? Awesome. So much to think about. Well, before we, <laughs> Before we let you go, I didn't prep you. Usually, I like to prep people on these questions. Uh -oh. but these ones, it's been pretty easy. So we do we do a okay. monthly question. Um, last month is over. We're we're in the May. We're in the month fifteen or seventeen or three hundred of the quarantine. <laughs> but um, my question is like, while we're all staying healthy at home, what is that one thing you're missing that you're like ready? That's the first thing you're doing once we can get out and be normal again. Oh, I'm going to get my nails done. <laughs> <laughs> I cannot wait to get my nails done. I actually saw a customer today and she said, please don't look at my hands. And I was like, oh, I'm right there with you. I can't wait to go get my nails done. <laughs> we look forward to that day as well. Nicole, thank you so much for uh, coming in and telling us more about Proforma. We appreciate it. Thanks for having me. All right. And stick with us. We've got a special interview coming up next. Brent Cooper is talking with Dr. Lynn Sadler of the Northern Kentucky Health Department uh, on the latest there on getting back to work. So there's the theme, guys. Stick with us on the Northern Kentucky Spotlight. Ranking on Google search and maps is easy to understand, but hard to do. It requires constant effort and attention, uploading new photos, responding to Google reviews, writing weekly posts, and checking suggested updates. Google listing optimization takes experience and time and there are no shortcuts. C-Crew gives your Google My Business account the steady, consistent attention it needs to be effective, optimizing, updating, and expanding critical content every single week. From local retail stores to large regional networks, C-Crew generates content, establishes benchmarks, and creates dramatic, measurable increases in engagement. So what can C-Crew do for your business? More calls, more clicks, more clients. Thanks, Jeremy and Catherine. I am here with Dr. Lynn Sadler, who is the District Director for the Northern Kentucky Health Department. Dr. Sadler, thank you so much for being with us today. Absolutely. So we have some questions. Uh, this is no pun intended, well, maybe a little pun intended, the hot topic of the day about taking your temperature. Uh, as and, and a lot of businesses are trying to figure out what is the best process uh, as people are starting to come back into the workplace. Uh, We've got we've got different businesses uh, that are proposing to handle you know temperature taking in different ways um, for employees that are in the trades so that are work they're working from home they're plumbers electricians IT guys they're going from their home to another home or a business to provide service is it okay if they take their own temperature before going out to see a customer? 
So the governor's office yesterday released some clearer guidance on a number of aspects of the minimum requirements for businesses as they're putting their plans together to reopen. One of them had to do with temperature and health checks. And um, what the governor is saying is they have to be done. They have to be done every day. They have to be done before you start work. So they have left it open as to whether or not you, the employer, does the temperature and health check. So do you have, you know, checking to see if they have a fever, finding out if they have a cough or they're short of breath. Um, so the employers can decide if they want to be responsible for doing that, or they can decide that the employee can do it themselves. Um, and, and they don't say that they have to report it to the employer, but I think it's probably a best practice that they're reporting their temperature to their employer before they start their, their day or come into work or go to someone's home to do, to do whatever their business is. So, so with that thought in mind, so you would recommend that maybe before an employee goes out that they document maybe in a ticket or on the, on the form somewhere or in an email something back to the employer saying, hey, I took my temperature. I'm good to go. I don't have a fever. I can go see that client. I'm going to wear a mask. I'm going to, you know, a lot of businesses are, are having them sign things in advance, but with your recommending maybe some sort of, of update as they go out to confirm that they're, they're in good health. That, that really would be best practice and it protects the employer as well if they've got that documentation. Uh, and, and so I, I would recommend that. Um, and if that's what you're going to have the employee do, uh, then, uh, you know, that would be important, I think, to have documented. Okay. Um, for those businesses that have locations inside an office building, so is it okay that you have a sign outside your office that says, look, before you enter this facility, uh, and again, some of these small businesses are two employees, four employees, but if they had a sign at the door that says, before you enter, you're agreeing that you do not have a temperature, you have to wear a mask, kind of putting all of the requirements uh, for that facility on a sign on the door. Is that acceptable from, from a coverage standpoint that way, as opposed to having somebody sitting at the front door taking people's temperature before they walk in? So there's not a lot of description at this point on, you know, what to do with visitors per se. Um, I, I know that we have in the past, uh, prior to everything being shut down and locked down, we had posted signs even here at the health department uh, that said, if you have the following symptoms, if you have a temperature of 100 or more, if you have uh, a cough, if you are short of breath, don't come into the building. So um, now with um, uh, cloth face masks available, um, you could conceivably tell folks, if you have these symptoms, please don't come in, call this number and whatever that number is you want them to call because perhaps what they need to do can be transacted over the phone or if it's a document they need to pick up, they can go back and sit in their car and you can bring the document out, have a, a drop box or something that they can open up and get it out and leave. Uh, but having the, the mask on would be an important piece of that if they're coming into the building. But if there's an alternate way you can conduct business with that person um, that isn't going to involve extended prolonged close contact, uh, or having them in the facility at all would be uh, the best situation. 
And you, so, yeah, so having those signs kind of lets people know kind of what your rules are for that and would adhere to the guidelines of the health department. I think you nailed it because a lot of folks are doing deliveries and you don't know who the, if the delivery person coming in and out, you'll have a mask on. You can insist on that with a sign, insist that they not have a fever. But I kind of like what you just said. Maybe you have a phone number that for deliveries they call and then you come down and get the delivery. Maybe that's the, maybe that's the best option. Correct, because if they know you're going to come down and pick that up, um, they can set it right outside the door and they can get back in their vehicle so they're a safe distance away from you and you can pick up whatever it is they're delivering. So um, we, we talked a little bit yesterday about elevators. I just wanted to kind of get your take. If it's if it's an elevator situation where you've got an office building, you got to go up multiple floors, um, Maybe those businesses should have a sign that says, look, we're going to limit, if it's a small elevator, we're going to limit you to one person in this elevator to maintain that six foot distance. If you happen to have a really large elevator, maybe that makes sense. We're going to maintain a six foot distance within this large one. But if it's smaller, really only one at a time. Is that kind of what you're thinking? Yes, absolutely. And, you know, posting signs to let people know, I think at this point in time, everyone fully expects that that things are cha are changing and behaviors are going to have to change. And that's a great example. Um, and um, people are going to have to look at cleaning and disinfecting the buttons that you press in the elevator, as well as limiting the number of people who can be on at any one time and having hand sanitizer available right when you get off the elevator on any of the floors so that you can immediately, you know, take care of your hands before you approach the front desk or wherever you're going. Yeah, I know a lot of offices, that's exactly what they're doing. They're trying to procure masks hand sanitizer, the, the the Clorox wipes and so forth to make sure things are sanitized and that those are available for employees. Um, for those businesses that are having trouble finding that, the Chamber did put on our website uh, a list of all the different businesses that you can contact to find that PPE equipment or whatever you need, the hand sanitizer and so forth. Um, it, as we start to look at reopening, is there anything that concerns you the most? I mean, is, is there things that you're worried about as we as we talk to businesses around the region and they start to reopen? Well, as you might imagine, you know, I'm very concerned that businesses take it seriously, that businesses uh, put plans in place and that they follow those plans and that their employees follow those plans uh, so that they can uh, protect their workers, protect customers. My, my biggest concern is we start to see a, a significant surge in cases um, and having them connected with workplaces. Because if you get a positive case, um, if, if there is someone who turns up positive, we, as part of our case investigation, will find out where they work, where have they been while they've been infectious. And you'll get a call from us from the health department because we're going to want you to help us figure out, okay, who had prolonged close contact with this person while they were infectious. And those people are going to have to go home and be in quarantine for 14 days and monitor for symptoms. So, so my fear is we have a big surge. And part of that fear is also if all of a sudden, you know, half your workforce disappears because they've got to be in quarantine now, that's going to impact your business's ability to continue uh, moving forward. And I don't want to see that happen either. This really and truly is a partnership uh, between business and public health. And I'm very encouraged to hear the questions that 
folks are having because it tells me they're taking this seriously and they're working hard to be creative in how they're going to conduct their business as we move forward in reopening and restarting in Northern Kentucky. Well, Dr. Saylor, thank you so much for taking the time to be with us. And you nailed it because good health is good business. And we, and we agree with you wholeheartedly. So hopefully we will be able to reopen, get back to business, but do it safely. So thank you for taking the time and thanks for your ongoing leadership. We really appreciate you. Thank you. All right. Have a great day. You too. Jeremy and Catherine, back to you. CBG Airport is the lowest fare airport in the tri-state region with 54 non-stop flights and direct international service to seven destinations, including Paris, France, and now home to both DHLs and Amazon's global cargo hubs. The airport is furthering its position as leader in aviation and is deeply committed to being an economic driver for the community. You can learn more and start your next adventure at CVGAirport.com. Welcome back to Northern Kentucky Spotlight. We promised a big announcement, and we're not going to make you wait any longer. You know our guests by now, so you might have a clue. Brent Cooper from, of course, the Northern Kentucky Chamber, Nancy Grayson from Horizon Community Funds, and Lee Kroon from Triad. And, and Brent, with no further ado, what's the big announcement? All right, so the big announcement is that the Northern Kentucky Chamber, in partnership with Triad and the community, uh, Horizon Community Funds, are announcing another round of $10,000 10 $1,000 grants for our bars, restaurants, coffee shops, and breweries. And we are so excited to get another round of funding in to keep this thing going. So I will turn over to Nancy to talk about where this money came from. Thanks, Brent. We are so thrilled. The Cincinnati Regional Business Committee has stepped up and has genuinely or generously offered $10,000 for this effort so we can extend it another week. Uh, this is a group that's comprised of over 75 businesses on both sides of the river. Uh, they, they work together to help uh, accelerate transformational change and to really support businesses in our community. As you know, restaurants and are a vital part of what we're doing in Northern Kentucky too. So they were really happy to get behind this effort, this collaboration that we have with the Chamber and Triad. So thank you, CRBC, and for the partners, because this is such a huge gift. And I know the restaurants will be grateful for some more infusion of some funds um, as we're starting to slowly open up our doors in the recovery. Well, so with $10,000 more, um, I'm sure Lee's going to have another challenge. Lee? Yeah, yeah, let's take a, a quick look at the numbers. So we've had uh, we've had grants in all three counties. We've had 37 grants. We have over a hundred restaurants that are that are in the pool. Uh, as of last week, we had eighty thousand nine hundred and fifty dollars. So this will get us to ninety thousand nine hundred and fifty dollars, meaning we need one hundred and eighty one. $50 gift card entries to get us to a $100,000 mark. A hundred, you know, a couple of weeks ago, we were talking about getting to 60, getting to 80. We're talking about $100,000 with if we have only 181 more purchases. Um, just to be clear, restaurants that were already entered who have not received a grant will be eligible for this drawing. And the links on the Triad and Chamber websites for registration of new, red, uh, new restaurants or additional support for existing ones will be active. So please get out and get those gift cards. And so for those folks who may not have participated the first time, Brent, explain how this works. What do we need to do? Yeah, so you go buy a gift card for your favorite bar, restaurant, coffee shop, brewery, and then go to the Northern Kentucky Chamber website uh, and, and click on the restaurant relief. And then it's really simple. You can do it straight from your cell phone. Just upload the receipt and put your name and contact information 
and that'll do it. And they'll be nominated. And the more uh, uh, one of those establishments is nominated, the better their chances are at receiving the thousand dollar grant. So, uh, so get out there and buy those gift cards. Sounds perfect. All right. There's your challenge. $100,000. All it's going to take is $10,000 in gift cards. So Northern Kentucky, let's get going. Thank you guys so much for doing this. And thank you again to the CRBC for helping us do this one more week. And you'll find out the winners right here next Thursday. Guys, thanks so much for joining us again today. Thanks, thank you. Catherine. And I want to thank Jeremy Tran, the brains behind the operation here yeah. uh, for uh, putting all of this podcast together. And of course, to our sponsor, CDG, the title sponsor, the Ellen and Federal Credit Union, our studio sponsor, although we're in multiple studios these days and will be for a little while, and C-Crew, our digital sponsor as well. We thank them for their support and thank you as well. Hit subscribe if you haven't already. Hit share so we can make sure this information gets out to those folks who want to help the restaurants and everyone else in Northern Kentucky. And thank you once again for joining us for the Northern Kentucky Spotlight.